everybody. Welcome into another episode of Connected by Seams podcast. Once again, I'm Seth Smith alongside Danny Espinoza and Garrett Smith. How we doing, fellas? How's everything going? Good, good. Hotter than hell. Doing well. Yeah, it's freaking warm. It's <laughs> dry. I mean, SoCal, we like the sun, but this is this isn't this is like Arizona. I feel like I'm at the river. Yeah. Yeah. For real. It's becoming a little too much. I had to get rid of the mop. I just couldn't handle it anymore, man. Got rid of oh. got, had to cut the hair. It was Sorry, you'll be here soon. Hey, I wouldn't mind that right now. <laughs> I need to lather up with some sunscreen, but that would be nice right now. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. glad to hear everyone's uh, doing well, enjoying the uh, the weather and all that. Um, before we get into our interview, we were able to catch up with Hayden Weir. Uh, Hayden, uh, Hayden and I went back um, a number of years now. Really good guy. It's been super cool to kind of watch his transition from student athlete to now having so much success uh, in the brewing and all that. It's uh, It's been pretty cool. I had fun with the conversation. I hope you guys did too. Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm a pretty simple beer drinker, what I thought, you know, as far as drinking Coors Light and drinking PBR and Miller Light. I mean, that's, that's right where I want to be, you know, but um, you know, it's like I talked to him before. I think that, that um, what he was saying was that I have to be introduced properly to all this. And I, you know, I try IPA and it's like, wow, it's way too bitter. So I enjoy listening to his process of, you know, different beers and how, how to be introduced properly. He made it sound exciting and, and like very interesting, you know, like intriguing, like he's a good salesman and good pitch guy uh, to get you to, to try new, um, try new, try new beers and new styles, you know? So yeah, his, yeah, no, I agree. His buzzwords were great. Like get your taste buds tingling and you know, oh, all yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, damn, it's I need commercial. a beer. He's got yeah. one. What? We all need one. Yeah, um, I'm looking like for a real good one that just like goes down real good. And he's like, "Oh, your taste buds are alive." Yeah, <laughs> talking, they're talking to each other. And I'm like, "Oh shit, I never had that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, shoot, we don't want to keep everyone on the edge of their uh, seats too long. Uh, we'll send it to the start of the interview with Hayden Weir. Today we are joined by a good friend of mine, someone I'm excited to have on the show and talk about his story and. That's Hayden Weir. Hayden, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm real excited. Heck yeah. We're looking forward to it, man. Uh, as mentioned, Hayden, a good friend of mine, we met through Cal State San Marcos. Uh, Hayden Pitt was a pitcher on the baseball team, uh, played four years at San Marcos, and has now made uh, the transition to the craft brewing industry. Uh, you've been now the head brewer at Dos Desperados since uh, 2018. Kind of talk about that accomplishment, man. If, if anyone doesn't know... Uh, you were the you were 24 years old uh, when you became the head brewer at Dos Desperados in an area that is, I mean, a, a billion dollar um, craft beer industry and centered in maybe a region recognized as a national leader. And at 24 years old, you were named uh, head brewer. Just kind of talk about that accompli- accomplishment in this area. Yeah, I got lucky to get to work at the brewery at all really, you know, when I first got there at 21. And because some circumstances of brewers before me leaving and going back home to across the country, I grew at 24. People tell me I may have been the youngest one at the time. Uh, I don't know if there's any record on that, but I sure felt like a little kid in that industry. Well, hats off to you, man. It's been pretty cool. I mean, you talk about maybe some guys leaving ahead of you, et cetera, but how did you get your start into the brewery? I know you were, I mean, you had to have been a student athlete at the time, as well as I think you were working at Five Guys, something like that. If you can kind of just explain how it all started for you. Yeah. So at about 20 is when I realized I want wanted to go for brewing and I wanted to try drinking craft beer and really enjoy it. At about 20? At, yeah, you know. It's, I, it's I, a legal age in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a, <laughs> okay, okay. Goodbye beer for me now. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I really fell in love with it. I realized now that I was in San Diego that that's the craft beer mecca, really, country. So I was telling my uh, new manager, actually, at Five Guys when I was working there. That was my first job. And I wanted how to brew. I kind of begged for a job when I turned 21, which was just in a couple months. And it turns out he was a regular at the brewery around the corner. 
and he knew the owner. I just never even heard of it because, you know, I wasn't 21, wasn't trying out breweries yet. But he went in there, talked to me hard at five guys, and he really, he really hit it off. So the owner was nice enough to interview me a couple times and hire me a month after I turned 21. And I was able to be a student athlete, still work at five guys, start brewing over at Dos Esperados. I got free burgers, free fries from five guys, and I was getting some free Oof. beer at Dos. And at I 21? I lost weight that summer somehow. At 21, I don't think there's anything better than that. Even yeah. eating five guys. I mean, it was <laughs> a lot better than a cup of noodles. Mm-hmm. Going into all semester, I was still doing both jobs, being a student athlete. And I think I got the best grades of my college career that semester, just as, you know, as much as I could. And it was great. Because really yeah, you had a slight buzz in class and you were able to get through everything. <laughs> yeah, and uh, – in practice, too, that made it fun. When I didn't have much to do, I didn't have to practice. Uh, got a, a, a shag today. I'm just going to have a couple beers. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I'm not mistaken, I think you, uh, you, changed, you changed your your major and all that, right? Do you think, do you think that kind of yeah. helped with your, uh, your focus? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I was a business major because going into college, I wanted to own my own business at some point, but I had no idea what it was. So I, I knew business was good at Cal State San Marcos. So I did first, I think, and I was falling asleep in classes. I was getting C's and D's, and I was not enjoying it at all. So environmental studies program came out. I love science and environment, things like that. All the professors were super excited to be teaching those classes because it was brand new. There wasn't a whole lot of curriculum set in stone. So like, all yeah. right, you got to write 10-page paper, choose something, and make it environmental. So I wrote about <laughs> sustainable brewing. I wrote about growing hops. I gave multiple presentations on the brewing process. Stuff was awesome. Oh, that's that, so did, cool. that just kept me motivated in class and sports and everything. Yeah. And it kind of seems like you're almost saying what you wanted to do or what you liked and just being able to give a presentation kind of as long as it entailed a little bit of science. As long as I was directing it towards sustainability or, you know, being eco-friendly, it was okay. And you know, everyone... <laughs> Everyone was really entertained by it at that age. You know, no one was about the brewing process. Even the professors were. I was teaching wow. everyone else something. Something I was really passionate about. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Not a whole lot of people get to do something as unique and like so specific to what they want to do. And you're able to find that and be one of the pioneers in the in the department. That's rad. Yeah, I got key. I stole on something I was really passionate about that early on. And so, and so when you're, you're at the brewery and you're splitting it between five guys and all that, how long until you kind of got to be hands-on doing a brew, uh, a brew, maybe not on your own, but with someone or, or like, what was that aha moment? Like, whoa, I can do this, you know? So day one, my first shift, I was helping brew. I, you know, I was doing a horn hop because I was shoveling grain. Uh, they they threw me in the fire right away, which is what I wanted. And hey, you're a reliever. You're used to that. that. Uh-huh. I was going <laughs> to have to practice in, in, my, in my baseball practice clothes, shoveling grain, sweeping the floor, stuff like that. So I learned brewer, uh, and he ended up leaving, and another brewer that's been brewing professionally for 20 years was teaching me hands-on. He was the one who, once I graduated, I, he had almost a full year together, uh, me every day brewing with him. He was really skilled brewer. Luckily, he was able to leave and go back to the East Coast, his hometown, and so that was April 2018. That is awesome. Yeah, what 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 all entails of being a brewer? I mean, I got no clue. Like I was saying, like I enjoy PBR, I enjoy Coors Light, I drink Miller Light. You know, like if I drink something special, I you know I drink a Guinness. That's like yeah. special. Stop naming those. So, Stop naming what, those so high what goes beers. what goes into that? So we call. Yeah. All ourselves glorified janitors. Okay. 50% cleaning, 20% pouring some stuff in and just, uh, recipe formulation. Because uh, clean beer is good, you know, good all that. So it's, you know, I'm milling grain. So I'm lifting 55 pag- pound bags of grain. That's the beginning of We crush that up add into the moment where we add hot water. The hot water turns the starches in that grain into sugars. So I then put in a boil kettle bring it to a bowl for an hour or an hour and a half, dump in hops. The hops that go in in the beginning make the beer bitter. The hops that go in at the end give aroma down, add oxygen to it, put it in the fermenter, and then dump yeast in. 
yeast is what really makes beer. I make sugar water. So yeast absorbs that oxygen itself enough to where it can sustain itself to eat all the sugars in the solution I made. And that yeast makes phenol and CO2. So it carbonates the beer and gives alcohol to the beer. And at that point, that's when I either force carbonate it or and clear it if it's a clear beer or leave it hazy if it's a hazy. And at IPAs, I'll dump in some more hops into that fermenter called dry hopping. That gives it that bigger hop explosion while you're drinking it. And I either put it in the kegs or we put it in the cans. Sounds way easier just to drink it. Damn, it's that easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's usually a six, seven, eight-hour brew day. Uh, and then two weeks for ales and three weeks for PAs, six weeks for lagers. It's uh, time-consuming. But boy, it's it's some good manual labor, and you know, at the end of the day, you get to drink the fruits of your labor, and it's it's incredibly satisfying. That's so cool. Well, speaking of, and as a head brewer, I gotta organize all that, and I do it all my own, which I really enjoy because I'm all hands on. Everything that goes wrong, it's on me, and anything that goes right, it's on me. Not many breweries are like that. Usually, there's assistant brewers or cellarmen, they call it, who are cleaning and stuff. So I really do it on my own. So this six, six plus hour day is just you brewing. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. You know, there's washing kegs, there's transferring beers in different tanks, all sorts of other stuff. But well, what was the, uh, what was the first brew or first beer you brewed that was put on tap at Dos Desperados? The first beer I got to make as head all on my own, right? Ordering and doing it, doing it all was a hazy daisy. So it was our first hazy IPA we ever made. They were getting real popular. Our owner was somewhat against making hazy IPAs because he was a more traditional brewer, like making old Belgian and German style beers. So I kind of, he knew I was making it, but I was kind of forcing telling him I was going to make this style. And I named it Hazy Daisy because my golden retriever's name is Daisy. And I got to eventually throw her on a can. With so sweet, can. Little Looney Tunes style golden I was going to say the Looney Tunes is uh, so sweet. Boy. Yeah. I like it. And my, uh, one of my friends from the garden drew that cool and it's our best selling beer now. Cool. Yeah. That's so, so definitely a cool can. I like that. I like the bright, bright yeah. blue. It's, it's a cool, cool can. I like yeah, it a lot. That would be for me, when you go into the liquor store and you see a unique bottle, a unique Bam. can, like I've never had it, but I'm going to try it just because I like the can. That definitely. was the goal. You know, every dollar is going to buy that. Can't that's me out. and we were talking before the show she's humble about it she's humble about being on the can she uh she hasn't let it get to her head just yet right yeah i haven't heard her bragging much yeah yeah that's her good was a little jealous so she doesn't like to rub it in her face <laughs> that's good what well, uh, um you know as a, as a as a brewer for for me like i don't know much about the whole process as you already talked us through but for you what's what's the most difficult of your day, you know, for what I did, I had different things that were easy and things that were really tough for me and what I did. But for you, what's the most difficult part of your day as going through a work day for you? I'd say the most physically demanding is washing kegs. Uh, it's very, yeah, you got to scrub the outsides of the shells. I got to flip it, put it on the machine and then put them on pallets and move them around the brewery. And it's physically demanding, but boy, it makes that beer at the end of the day taste good. It just washing washing kegs is is that's the, most physically demanding. Um, I'd say the hardest, or maybe for me, uh, coming up with beer names is kind of yeah. hard. I'm not the most creative <laughs> when it comes to that. There's but, some good uh, ones out there. Overall, man. I would be a brand new recipe. Oh, I know. So many are taken. That's why yeah. it's hard. Yeah. Uh, coming up with a, a brand new recipe of a style of beer I've never made can be tough. Like when um, like when you're tinkering is just like all right we're gonna add a little less sugar or a little less this or what explain that a little bit how you can slightly alter maybe that you know just the slightest bit of taste on a beer so one of the things that drew me to brewing more than anything was there's so many different points in the process and, and in the rest where you you can make a small tweak in a, in a beer okay the way i make recipes for new beers some people make small batches called pilot batches and tweak it over time but because I'm the only one doing it, I like to just go for it. I like to look at other recipes that are available online of what people have done. And there's style guidelines for certain styles of beers. But I just go with my gut. You know, they say brewing is an art and a science. I really yeah. like the art form behind it. I kind of, uh, I pay attention to what other people have done and what I'm looking for in my beer. 
And because you can't really mess it up unless the beer isn't clean. If there's an infection or bad fermentation, a beer gets missing. But if you mess up a recipe, it's not a big deal. It's still going to be a good beer. So you could actually accidentally mess up and run into a to a great beer. I a year probably I make cool. a, a pretty decent mistake and oh hey new beer new name there you go <laughs> it tastes good as long as you keep everything clean it'll be good okay have you found a, a style that's been the most difficult like uh, an IPA you know what I mean anything like that that's given you the most most challenges they say lagers are the hardest to brew because there's nothing to hide behind it's really low malt so PBR brewing a PBR because there's behind there's low hops side behind so if you have any off flavors in your fermentation it's going to stand out and it's not going to taste good which is so we have a lager that's selling beers so lagering you have to sit in a cold tank so that's lager means cold storage or storage in german so it's in its long time and the longer it's sitting the more uh the more uh, you know infections it can get there's higher chance of things going wrong so you have to be super careful that brew day and make sure everything's clean and then really keep an eye on its fermentation through those five, six long So like weeks. a PBR, like a Coors Light, you say it's tough that, you know, small things can go wrong. I didn't know you could mess up with water that bad. <laughs> I'm a big fan of both of them, but I didn't think you could totally yeah. mess up the taste of that that much on a beer that's that light. I thought it'd be harder or easier to mess up with what you do. Well, I'm going to say. PBR and Coors Light, those breweries, they are such a large scale. It's all automated, made with uh, pressing buttons. So it's harder for something to go wrong. Right. Uh, for me, I'm doing things by hand, you know, you know, smaller tanks, stuff breaks. That's what a brewer solvers. Stuff breaks every day. You know, Murphy's always on the job is what we say. You know, Murphy's Law, whatever, anything that can go wrong will. Gotcha. And it's, it happens all the time. So as small as we are and, you know, not really a one-man show, but me doing all the brewing production on my own. It could be difficult, but uh, that's what makes it fun. Cool. So what you're saying is we should appreciate a lager from a craft brew more than a regular lager from a, a PBR Coors Light. There's a little bit of love that went into it. They, you know, lagers is a good – drinking someone's lager at a small brewery is a good test of the brewer's process. Okay. So, they, like they say um, – how to test a bartender's ask for a Sazerac. If they can make that properly, they know what they're doing. Same thing as with brewers. Okay. What are you looking for in that lager then? Like what's, what's hoping to pass your test? You're looking for, if it's like a, like a Coors lager, those are like light American lagers. They're low bitterness, low hop. You're looking for just like a bready, crackery malt taste. You don't want to taste any, Diacetyl, that's the biggest off flavor in, in beers. It tastes like buttered popcorn. That's actually Oof. the chemical they put in movie theater butter is diacetyl. So that could taste kind of like slimy and buttery, butterscotch-like, or there's acetaldehyde, which is a great green apple flavor, which is actually when you feel hungover in the mornings after a night of drinking because your liver is turning alcohol into acetaldehyde, and that's poison. So you feel like shit Sweet. afterwards. Wow. But that, that's Man. also... A, an off flavor information that should be reabsorbed if done properly. Yeah, I'm learning more about it, more about how my body works. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, so when you know when you make beer and that's a big part of your life, right. you learn a little bit about all sorts of alcohol and how it affects you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was pretty cool. I remember sliding in your DMs during uh, like the beginning part of the uh, COVID part here to <laughs> to ask you a question about you guys returning beer. <laughs> The sanitizer. Let's not everyone get carried yeah. away here. It was just a simple question. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe threw my phone number in there also. Uh, but that was it. Right in my DMs any day. Couple yeah. pictures. <laughs> no, but you guys, it was really cool. You guys were taking beer that was, I'm assuming, most likely going to go to waste and and donating it or doing something to turn it into hand sanitizer. If you if you can kind of talk about that. So there's multiple local distilleries we have here in Vista that at the beginning of this lockdown quarantine, everybody was in need of hand sanitizer and everybody was running out very quickly. So distilleries have the ability to distill sugar or beer, any sort of alcohol, really anything with sugar into uh, ethanol, which they can then make hands. We took over a dozen kegs over to our local distillery and they turned it into hand sanitizer. And we felt really cool that we were able to put that either 
kind of already bad or was going to go bad within a month or so. IPAs are pretty delicate when it comes to that. You want to drink them within three months. And we were expecting the not months. So that was a good use of beer, wasted beer, rather than dumping it down the drain. Uh-huh. And we're actually going to do it again. Um, now that bars and restaurants are opening up, a lot of them have those old kegs sitting in their cold rooms and coolers. So we're swapping them out with fresh beer. And we're hand Very hand cool. Hand. Looks wow. like you guys are gonna look into doing more often now that you know that you can like they're open to it and they can turn it over that way. Yeah. Because I mean that's a little recycled business. That was always too. not business, but just that was always an option, uh, but it wouldn't have been hand sanitizer in the past. So you can turn it into vodka or whiskey. There's a local whiskey distillery that takes um beer from other breweries. Luckily it hasn't been us because it's a batch of beer that has been tainted. So they uh, had bad fermentation or tank gotcha. with dirties. Something got messed up. Oxygen got in there and ruined the beer. So instead of dumping this whole batch of beer, they take it over to the whiskey distillery into, what do they call it? White, white thunder, uh, white, uh, white whiskey, put it in the barrels. And there you go. You get whiskey in a year or two. And it's made from beer. I've had a whiskey that was a triple IPA. They distilled it, put it in barrels, and it was hoppy whiskey. Oh, that taste. It's yeah. interesting. It smells like marijuana because oh. hops are a cousin of that. Yeah. So yeah. that was a, like a pleasant smell, and you drink it, and it doesn't seem right. I didn't like it. But wow. It was interesting. Did you get buzz off of it? No. Did you get high? No. Yeah, you get, that's what I mean. Did you get a little contact high with it? Or is so, it just the... Hops are cousins to marijuana, but... Some people feel maybe more relaxed after drinking a really hoppy beer, but I think that's just most hoppy beers are so. Huh. Well, shoot, do you guys, I mean, it sounds like you guys do a lot of stuff with different maybe breweries or distilleries like you mentioned. Has there been any top collaborations or anything you've done with other breweries or companies, anything like that? Yeah, we do collaboration, local brewer Vista. We're, I'm friends with a couple owners of, breweries right down the street from each other so i'll pop over to a couple of them in a day a dog leg brewing company yeah. in Vista, the golf themed brewery they've got a golf simulator in there which is so fun that i decided to work for them so i, I could free say that again it cut out i'm um, beer tending over there one day a week so i could dog leg brewing company in Vista. Yeah. they have a Damn, huge golf out. simulator from foresight so so cool so we've made a couple beers with them uh, I've gone over there and helped them. And then actually they haven't come over and brewed a beer with us yet. We need to do that still. And there's Helia Brewing Company in Vista. We've done a couple beers with them. They're all from Lucadia. So they're chill surfer guys just having fun, making some cool beer that's good for drinking on the beach. I guess that's so a perk of them. 78 different breweries in like a half mile radius. Yeah. yeah. Lots of friends. I don't think I've ever had a bad beer on the on the on the sand in the, at the ocean, no, <laughs> no give me yeah, any beer. Yeah. I think I'm like, <laughs> I'll find a way. So, so you're in like the mecca, and you're saying it's pretty tight knit group. I would imagine, like you guys all know each other. How uh, on the recipes? Do you guys do you guys share ideas and things like that, or is it locked down in a safe and, and you know? Everybody is so open sharing knowledge that's one of the great things about brewing here in san diego pretty much anywhere where there's a lot of breweries uh if i have a question i can ask one of my friends and they'll tell me how they do it actually i brewed a beer with colver brewing company in carlsbad they had a berliner weiss it's a sour beer i liked it so much i asked the brewer if he can come over and help me make one and we did and we sell it saying it's collaboration with colver so they get a little credit and it's a great way for me to learn from someone and you know because they say it's all boats, and we're all happy to be making better beer. Make San Diego a, a big brewing capital of the country, you know? That's so awesome. Sure. Yeah. And we actually have, well, we did have our beer on tap at USC Baseball Stadium. So How did you we, guys have that? Our owner is a USC fan. His brother, his son, his nephew. Oh, his son is Eric Munson, who was drafted third overall out of USC as a catcher uh-huh. there. So yeah. they just, his brother works there, his nephew, his niece, everyone went there. So he worked three years getting our beer on tap at that stadium. I was wondering, wow. I was wondering how to get on tap because from what I know of, having played at Long Beach, we were one of the few colleges that could have beer at our stadium because we weren't on campus. 
So how? Yeah, the UFC's they are. always got something fidgety going on. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Purple revolution, like right on, baby. You never know. Right what's on, going on <laughs> so yeah. technically, the their field is on campus. The yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know the logistics behind that. I actually haven't been to a game. I was about to go to a game on March 21st, I think, but that didn't work out. Yeah. So nope. we. <laughs> so a, I know. Too soon. <laughs> so baseball season and then football season, we don't have beer at the Coliseum because I don't think they have beer there. Or at oh, least really? USC. We are in their family fun, their family tailgate section on campus before games. We have beer on tap there. Yeah. Yeah, USC finding ways yeah. around, you know, oh, yeah. whatever we can. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So they're making that work. And yeah. my girlfriend actually just got a job as a dietitian there at USC. So she does baseball, uh, men and, men's and women's volleyball, and uh, women's basketball. So that was pretty cool. She was going to be a dietitian there at the baseball field while my beer is on tap, but we didn't get a chance wow. to enjoy that. She prescribing. Uh, heavy dose of hey there's this one beer that will really help (laughs) yeah it's real good for recovery (laughs) yeah (laughs) the next day might be rough but you'll feel great (laughs) only drink this on sundays when the series are over it's the recovery of the week Boy, what a start for Hayden. So cool. He was able to take advantage of a couple of opportunities um, that, that presented themselves. And sometimes you can create your own luck just by, by being a hard worker. And boy, Hayden, telling, telling how he got started and, and just able to put in the work and the hours and the dedication um, to something he liked and recognizing he needed to maybe make a change um, school-wise was, was something that I thought was super cool. Uh, sounds like it kind of gave him new life to become even more interested in this passion that he had. And so I thought, I thought that was pretty cool if, if you guys want to piggyback off that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. To piggyback off of that, I mean, like you said, it, you know, when you go to college, you get into something that, oh, you think you're going to like or, you know, possibly might work out. He completely changed courses, you know, going from from business, yeah. environmental science. I mean, talk about yeah. opposite, opposite direction, and gets into something that he really enjoys, and that is in something in in the industry that he ends up being in. And you know, I was very impressed with him talking about changing from business to environmental science, and then having to be a student athlete, still playing ball, and then he gets a job at a brewery. I mean, being a student athlete alone just I couldn't have imagined trying to fit two hours of work in my day. You know, I was going to school all day, lifting, hitting, whatever we had to do on the field. And when it was the end of the day, man, I was done. You know, I I was, I had night classes, everything else. I couldn't even imagine what it was like for him trying to balance work, baseball and school. Like when do you have time for any of it? Sounds like he didn't. I mean, he was going to work in his baseball gear. And, right. you know, I think that that's awesome, uh, you know, making the best of, uh, of, of his time, but also like his passion. He was doing two of the things that he was most passionate about and he's right. getting in there and doing his job because he knew he loved it and it wasn't a job for him. Um, and I mean, just like learn, him going through the process of making a beer and like all the different steps and that was super gnarly to hear. I mean, I've, I've been to a couple factories like the Coors factory and the Guinness factory and all those places, but to actually hear somebody on the level of like a craft beer style, like the, the steps and the, the method that it takes to get to the point of a drinkable beer. And I mean, lager, lager is the most common. I feel like in everything, you know, right. lager is the most common beer. And yet, it's the most difficult. Like that was just bizarre to hear. I mean, makes me appreciate a Coors Light just a tad bit more now, but you know, even a, even uh, a Natty Light, even Natty Light. I'm like, yeah, I know. Exactly. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was really cool to, to just hear his, uh, his passion about, about his job and getting through it and, uh, him taking the time and really wanting to know that chemistry of making, Making the what was it the hazy daisy yeah award right. winning brew like that's awesome yeah I think I mean honestly what 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 you were saying um, I thought it was 
I thought it was really cool to hear that he started from the bottom. I mean, he was basically said, hey, I got an opportunity. I wasn't given really a great job. He basically went out and gave me an opportunity in college. I had just turned 21. And I started from the bottom from just washing, you know. <laughs> but to this day, now that he's the head brewer, he still does it. Yeah. You know, yeah. he can still sit there and tell his other employees, like, hey, this is the way we do it. This is how I do it. Because he did it from the start. Now he's the brewmaster, and he still does it. So I think that's very, very cool that, you know, to, to be the brewmaster and be the head of any job and be like, I've gone through all the steps. I still do it. You guys need to do this the same way. And that's just telling of him as a, as a person too. You Character, know, a hard yeah. Yeah, hardworking dude getting the job done. So I agree with you there. Yeah. And again, I know I touched on it a little bit, um, but just being t- – 24 to be a head brewer down here in yeah. San Diego. I mean, I, I really hope people can appreciate it. I don't care how big, small, whatever the brewery is. Um, that is a ton of responsibility. And, and like you guys said, just to put in the time, the effort, I mean, very well deserved. And he's so open to still learning. You know what I mean? You mentioned, he mentions talking with other people and, you know, always trying to find new recipes and this and that and shoot. If, Finding a beer name is is your biggest struggle. I think I think you're doing something right. Um, so I thought that was that was really cool. I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, very cool to see that he's at 24 in a league of men doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. We'll send it to the rest of the interview with head brewer at Dos Desperados, Hayden Weir. If you could just kind of maybe talk about you guys, what you guys have maybe upcoming, what was just released. We heard about uh, the Hazy Daisy, but maybe just kind of dive into what you guys are up to over at Dos Desperados right now. So we've started canning since March now, and we're excited here. The second week of July, we're going to can our Hazenitas Hazy IPA. We'll use Big Secret hops in that beer, and those are some of the tastiest hops you could find. The beer tastes like a Jamba Juice smoothie. So we're excited to wow. throw that in the cans. We got really cool label design going. When when's that come out? That comes out about July 10th, I think it's going to be. It's coming up. Of course you can. Uh, you can drink like any that. beer for breakfast. <laughs> There's that summer. first workout Quarantine. beer right there. <laughs> yeah. Typically, uh, typically, how many different beers do you guys have on tap uh, in the tasting room? And for anyone listening, Dos Desperados is in San Marcos, California, right here in North County, San Diego. But Aiden, again, if, if how many uh, beers or do you guys rotate them or how does that kind of work for your on taps? So we, we have teams. We use about of the same beers always on our cores. And then we'll rotate through a couple IPAs, hazy IPAs. Uh, every once in a while to have some seasonal beers uh we've got a couple of stouts on a fruited stout black cherry stouts really popular you know or contravia double ipa which is what i'm drinking right now is uh, a crowd favorite we're actually out of that now we didn't plan this right we should have all been doing our own little beer from the brewery right now i know yeah, I Thank you. we'll have a follow-up soon yeah. come to the brewery or something we'll have Ooh. to have a take oh that would be cool yeah, I'm actually, when I was very tempted, you guys put this task. It seems I thought it was a beer friend who came up with this podcast because cans are connected by scenes. Ah, oh, there you go. I didn't know that. Oh, cool. are you offering a collab for our podcast <laughs> right now? That's pretty cool. I'm looking That's forward. A- I'm looking forward to going out and trying some. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You, you named something after Sandlot, or you guys had a beer after Sandlot, or something, right? Oh, you're killing me, Smalls Porter. There it is. Ooh. Of course, that character's name is Porter. So you're killing me, Smalls. It was great. Yeah, that was yeah that's awesome. I would love. I would. Yeah, I would like. I would. Actually, that in a little while, so I guess I'll have to make that for you. Yeah, it's it's awesome. a cake. is awesome for anyone that hasn't been there. It's an awesome little spot. I know when everything. You heard about it, didn't you, Seth? What's that? You went there before I ever did. I did. I did. I, I went in there. I met Steve, uh, my old roommate, Kyle Secciani. It was the same type thing as you. was trying to do homebrew and was going around meeting everyone. And we went in there. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, but it's definitely come a long way. I mean, when everything's cranking, you guys have trivia night, music. I mean, you guys do all the whole nine yards, right? Actually, just San Marcos, the city of San Marcos just passed an entertainment per, uh, permit for tasting rooms before we were not able to have live music. So, 
once the regulations for coronavirus are over. But uh, we're really excited to have some bands coming in. We have local bands. So this might this might be a, a bad question because I haven't had the beers yet. But find strictly straight to a store. Can we go to liquor stores or certain places you guys do distribute to? So we're no? in a few local liquor stores here in North County and North, but we have some beers on tap at uh, Mexican restaurants in LA and but it's hit or miss in bars and restaurants in North County, San Diego. We're in a bit of places in Antonitas and places like that. But the best way to get our beers come to our brewery for sure. And what's the what's the Mexican lager and do you know what's that county? Playa Amor in Cerrito. Uh, no, uh, Playa Amor is in Redondo Beach, I think. Open at Ortega 120 in Redondo Beach. Okay. And Am- Amorcito in Long Beach at the Long Beach Airport, actually. I need to... <laughs> that airport just got so much better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I know you're uh, you're drinking drinking. Uh, what'd you say? A double over there. What is your what's your yeah, favorite? Double, okay. What's your favorite style? Do you have a favorite uh, other than Dos Desperados? Anything? The style is IPA. Uh, it's it's so versatile, especially now with hazy IPA days. There's um, bitter ones. There's low bitterness ones. Uh, it, you just got to find the one you like. And, you know, here in San Diego, we feel like we grew the style of IPAs, you know, West Coast IPAs. Huggers are the easy drinking ones, so you can have a couple more than you can IPAs. And those can be a little hoppy if you feel that way or low. You like. I need to, so I need need to get down there and have you, like, walk me through all this stuff. I <laughs> oh, I'd love to. <laughs> like, I like to give you a little... I need to go drink with somebody and know what the hell I'm drinking and not go from like, oh, this one's going to be happy. It's going to be, I'm, you know, I'm going to be like, oh, I, I sell what I like. I'm sure you'll like most more. of our beers. Yeah. You think you just like PBR now, but you just got to learn. Like you got to find, you got to <laughs> learn what you like. That's what it's all about. And I really like yeah. doing that. That's why I like uh, being behind the bar and seeing beer people. As a brewer, I'm able to teach them a little bit more than maybe a, a regular beer tender could. And honestly, that's what I love about Dos Desperados and the size of you guys is like, you get that experience. You know what I mean? You go in there and it's like, oh shit, like you made my beer. Like, dude, tell me about it. As opposed to like these bigger places that maybe they don't know as much or you might not figure out this or that about a particular beer. So I think it's just so rad. You walk in, everything's right there. There's no hiding. There's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's it's fun to give someone a unique drinking experience like that. yeah do you guys do any private tours or like uh you know some private tastings or anything yeah uh you could always call or message us on social media to let us know make sure we're there where would they find you on social media yeah. hayden so it's pretty easy we're at dos desperados or dos desperados brew on instagram nice we're trying to trying to be on there pretty good we could do a little bit but uh, you guys are active on there lockdown we got to get the get the word out yeah, is it something to, that you could go to the brewery and like say, "Hey, I rent this out for three hours oh, yeah. and be like, yeah, we want to have food and beer, taste all your beers, and all our clients come in to like a luncheon or something like that." Yeah, I heard we're cheaper than most breweries in San Diego at renting out the space, so we're happy to have a, a big group in there like that. So yeah, we absolutely have food, and you can always bring your own food in. Oh, cool! That's badass. I like it. Yeah, Seth, too. we got to come. Uh, yeah. Am or what? I mean, is there is there something like is there a reason I'm not invited to this? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I think the connection. Uh, cut out. Yeah, we mean you, Danny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Connection is pretty rough Jeez. over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's these beats, dude. Some, some some all of beat. us. Seth's already down there, so it was like, hey, Seth, we got to go down there. Yeah, you were part of the we. Yes. I think so. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Well, Hayden, before we let you go, man, if we could, I know you kind of broke it down a little bit, um, but just kind of for anyone that like, like we've talked about, maybe that's not totally experienced or know what each kind of style, I know there's a ton of them. We'll just kind of pick three or four to go with, but um, just kind of give like a quick pros and cons of maybe why you might like it, maybe why you might not like um, a particular style, but we'll start with uh, maybe IPAs. You mentioned that's your favorite. Yeah. So if someone's not a big craft beer drinker like me, and looking, at, I think right now hazy IPAs are the way to go. That is a beer that isn't bitter, hops of fruits and flowers and pine and things like that, but it doesn't attack your tongue like 
a West Coast IPA would. You like IPAs you know, where it's that, it's got that bitterness that, you know, explodes in your mouth, gets those taste buds all tingly, and, and it's something lighter. Uh, Pilsners are my favorite. Pilsner is a style of lager, and those are my favorite because they've got a little pot bitterness to it, but overwhelming they would be. So you could still crush four, six of them in a day. So those are great. And if you, you love coffee and want any of the hops, stouts are awesome. I love a good imperial stout, which is a high alcohol stout. It tastes, it gets a little thicker because more sugar left over in it. So it tastes chocolate or caramel or coffee. And those are great during the winter time or late at night. Yeah, so good. On and those super chilly San Diego, California nights. Oh, yeah. Whew. Yeah, like it's, it's so cold. Yeah, you need one. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have one. We'll make some lighter ones. Uh, we have a black cherry stout right now. Oh. It's only 5.8%. It's lower body. So you could drink it a little bit. And I threw some cherry puree in it. And it just, you could drink it on a hot day nice. like today. No problem. Danny mentioned Guinness. I like a lot. Of, I have no idea what makes it nitro. I have no idea what that means, but I've had a few things on nitro and that's yeah. phenomenal. And what? then did the tour in Ireland. So I got to pour it. They do a little, little example. Oh yeah. No, I made the pour of Guinness. They wow. They did, me know. did it ruin Guinness for you here? <laughs> I've heard that's what it does. Yeah. I heard the same. It, it does actually. Yeah. Their nitro, their their setup at everywhere that they sell that in Ireland, like oh, it's so on point. Like at breakfast, you and it's oh, it's so good. And then my local here, beer like, it doesn't travel well. Yeah, point. Yeah, nitro Sorry, beer. Sorry, I ruined your point there. But they, no, they mix not even a little nitrogen bit. gas with the CO two, and it pushed through a different tap that has a little disc with five small holes on it. So it's pushed at a higher pressure through that disc that pulls out any co2 was mixed here and yeah. all the nitrogen bubbles are really tiny so it has that really cool cascade effect and it makes it a softer mouth bubbly white use co2 so it tastes nice and smooth and you could chug them a lot easier is what i've heard yeah no i that's, yeah they're good i like them. yeah <laughs> well shoot anything else from you guys any other questions hayden anything else from you man oh you want to keep going <laughs> Let's keep going. You want to talk about baseball? What do you want to talk about baseball about? To announce my pitching, I thought that was the oh, that's, greatest that's thing rad. ever. We I, were weren't we that. living together at the time when you were announcing our game? Yeah, we briefly uh, we briefly lived together. Um, there was a couple of you baseball guys in there. That was a good time. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a lot of fun, yeah. man. One year positive because I would tell you if I live with the if I live with an announcer that was bashing me, I'd be like, wait, wait, get back. I'll whoop your. Not the pitch the I would have thrown there to get home. I didn't have to watch okay. what I said. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> and that was That's early. You were was early in my broadcasting days. I didn't even know what the hell I was doing. So <laughs> <laughs> you were faking it pretty well, man. Yeah. You were by every, far my all time person to watch baseball with. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was uh those were fun times for sure. So are you are you are you the Padres or what? No, Dodger fan. Oh, Oof. so it hurts. Just yeah. rough year not to be yeah. able to use Mook bets. Yeah, uh, big giveaway for zero games played. Isn't that such a Dodger thing though? They might play like twenty-two. I feel yeah. like uh, we're we're on the national, right? Yeah, forever. I watched that last game, oh, last season when Kurt. Shaw blew it almost I never Dodger game again. I remember sitting at a bar in Florida <laughs> watching him blow that. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. That's that's man. Let me tell you, playoffs ball having gone playoffs three times, like that is heart wrenching stuff to go through, mm-hmm. man. It's like yeah. every explain because you know, every pitch, you tell everyone every pitch, you're always tuned into the game. You're always in but let me tell you, when it's playoff baseball, like Every pitch matters. Every count matters. Everything. I mean, the the noise in the crowd is deaf. Can't hear you saying different. It's a different game, completely different. And when something doesn't go your team's way, it's heart wrenching. 
hard to back from that. Oh man, the momentum terrible. of that crowd gives the home the home team. Just can imagine. Just the whole year's work all in a. Oh. Yeah. Where was yeah, the toughest? Where was the toughest environment, Danny? Toughest environment during during playoffs. Dude, there's different stadiums. There's oh during playoffs or in general. You know the fun the funnest environment playoffs are not in Lewis. I think the fans are awesome. They're so good to opposing players and everything. I heard it's they boring just love there. Baseball. Oh man, whoever said that. That place, uh, Chris Bryan, you go uh, there and play. Yeah, good job, Chris. <laughs> I can't sit here and say a bad thing about St. Louis because it's like yeah, no, you I've go there that. if you make a if you make a good play against a standing ovation. Wow. Like they just want to watch baseball. So for me, I always thought it was fun because you were playing in front of I felt like educated fans. Yeah, which I right. enjoyed. But as far as like the toughest place, like there's places that throw. You know, what fans that Philly, throw. Like. When Philly was really good, like my first couple of years in 2010, 2011, man, you'd walk out like at 630 to go on the field to warm up. And they're already on it. It was packed wow. out, seat open, yelling at you. I mean, you can't even imagine the things they wanted to say to you. And then you go to some stadiums where, like, you got fans throwing cores and family section where your wives and kids are at. Like, I'm telling you, you'd be shocked at some of the stuff that goes on. You got, you got like, detail around the family section because people are throwing quarters or packaged and mustard at your family it's like i wish i was more surprised but i'm not surprised that yeah i know family though yeah Yeah, it's like really come on you want to throw something at you know you want to say something to me go for it dude Mm -hmm. but yeah family go kid you have a quarter where the kid's in yeah that's stupid (laughs) but you do definitely get places like that and it's not on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, Hayden. I would say it's more in the in the NL East. Danny went to Long Beach. You're from you're from up that area, right? Yo, yeah, I, um, I'm from Torrance. I actually played a Connie Mack team, and our home field was Blair Field. That made me want to go to Long Beach State. Oh, I realized I wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a beautiful park, man. It sure is. I love. Seeing moose in it being fun. Uh, did, movies, did you commercials. Know space, space Jam? Yeah. yeah. I just rewatched Space Jam. I MJ no digging in there. Dude, look at cool. a baseball commercial. Moneyball. Like the baseball commercials are Blair. Are they? Yeah, they just changed it. They just changed the whole background. Well, stuff. there's no, I mean, there's no just shortage of room to work with. Stadium. Yeah. It's only four. I was actually, I was right. playing a game there in a, what do you know, those giant trees in right field at that point. Yeah. Giant tree branch broke off and landed on a woman or something at the park during one of our games. Oh, a- I know it wasn't. It was, wow. it was a beautiful sunny day and just we hear this wow. boom. Wow. Yeah. Probably been struck by lightning. That's twice. Yeah, that they're <laughs> enormous. Smash the catcher. What years did you play there? Huh? What years did Six, you play seven, there? Six, seven, and eight. I'm trying. I remember. I think it was like juniors in Little League. Thanks for so dating I must have been Thirteen <laughs> for anyone counting. That <laughs> <laughs> was I got third grade. We, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know what year that would have been though. I got to do some math, and I, I got. To, I couldn't go to the pitcher spot because you know he's got to focus before the game. But I went out to shortstop for the national anthem. Oh, yeah. picture him. I went to Lewitsky. Well, I was gonna say, better chances than not, you probably were with a major leaguer. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably yeah. The consecutive shortstop. Oh seven. That was me. No way. Shortstop. Yeah, six, seven, and eight. You signed Hayden's baseball. <laughs> yeah, you have a picture, and hey, you you need to you need to see Wait. if you have a picture. So you signed, I think you signed a baseball. Think about it. Wow, Clearly, dude. I meant a yeah, would be weird. Because yeah. I remember. Well, how tall are you, Danny? I'm trying to picture the first. Like five eleven. Okay, seven. and you had Brian. Yeah. Did you have yeah. hair? More than now. <laughs> yeah, he had it. Wait, oh, that might have been some you. more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like a, I had like a little bit like of a mullet cut yeah. at the time. Yeah. yeah. Some curl come out like. Not quite curly, no. but yeah, whatever. Whatever was back there was there, you know. <laughs> I got a, 
I don't know. Tomorrow with your signature on it. Dude, if you got it, we gotta, we, we gotta, I gotta see that. So Reenact it. Gotta recreate the photo. Picture, man. There's one. Yeah, gotta get a picture. Post yeah. that. Up. That'd be cool. Though. That would be hilarious. That'd be really Small cool. Small world. I've That'd be awesome. I, I, I think we should just say it was. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, oh, so, if, oh, six, oh, seven, oh, eight. If it was one of those years, that was me. All right. I think it was. I think it was. Uh, oh, six. No, six, seven, yeah, that's hundred percent me. <laughs> that's so I remember awesome. in two thousand five cool. when I ran over the catcher in the semi yeah. when we were in CF. Yeah. I got that I got that picture in my garage right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. good photo. It's like a sequence photo. That is cool. Who were you playing? They had no they had no reason being in that game. No, it was they were uh, like teal and black. <laughs> it wasn't San Clemente? No, that was the that game was, that was when Kurt before, made that play at third. I think it was like Corona Santiago or something. No, that's who you played in the final, wasn't it? No, that was Polly no, or we Riverside. Riverside. Yeah, Riverside we played Polly. Polly. Riverside Polly, yeah. Yeah. Crescenta yeah. Valley? No, that was – I think that was – because you guys played Trevor Bell. Or Trevor Bell? Yeah. 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 I forgot. They gas in high Gas. School. There were so many people at that game. Yeah, all while being an Abercrombie and, Abercrombie and Fitch model. That's crazy. But we were really playing travel ball. He was like an Abercrombie and Fitch model and, you know, first rounder. So I'm concerned. <laughs> wow. Rough life. Yeah, he had a career <laughs> either way. Yeah. So, well, cool. Sweet, man. Well, you let, me know if you find let me know if you find yeah. it. Yeah, I'll do some digging. All right, cool. We'll have a beer over, oh, talk autographs. Yeah. He, probably <laughs> threw, he probably plays catch with his dog now. He's like, oh, but I think I, it was like the, the – <laughs> You Clean haven't ripped like through that. this yet? I think I used it to form my gloves. So oh, nice. That would be cool to see. Black. That's, That's awesome. Good. That was like when I met Seth Smith. Uh, gee, were you with me when I met Seth Smith? Um, I know. At, no, was, at Angel Stadium? Bad. Yeah, he was playing with the Rockies. And I went to the game and had him. I had like a T-ball picture with me on the Rockies. And so he like signed it and I chatted with him. But yeah, that was pretty funny. Awesome. Good guy. Yeah. Good name. Cool. Solid name. <laughs> <laughs> but well, shoot, Hayden, thank you so much for joining us, man. You guys got anything else? Looking forward to coming down and meeting you in person and getting some, uh, some taste and then, and some knowledge, you know, need to learn what I'm drinking Appreciate yeah. it a little more. We'll do it. And hopefully so. I'll get the invite and I'll come down and drink everything. We'll see. We'll see. You keep that up. We'll see. <laughs> well, shoot, man. Thank you so much, Hayden. We appreciate, appreciate it. it Thank you, guys. That was fun. Good meeting you guys. Yeah, you too. Have a good one. We'll talk bro. to you later. Thanks, Hayden. You too, guys. Bye. See ya. Wrap up the interview there with head brewer Hayden Weir. Pretty awesome to hear what they have going on over at Dos Desperados, still making it work during these difficult times, but they're open and, and waiting for people to come in and, and visit. Like I mentioned, it's a awesome place to go. Even in tough circumstances, they're still making it work, dedicated uh, to get their beer out there. Pretty cool to, to kind of hear that and, and them still offering services to people. Fellas, what did, uh, what did you guys take away from, from that back end of the interview? Um, well, I thought I, I, two things, actually. First, the hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Who would have ever thought of the hand sanitizer, by the way? I would have never thought of hand sanitizer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I doubt very many people know that, you know, they're doing that. And for them to take the time and to – as this whole uh, pandemic is going on, for them to go out and get that hand sanitizer done, I thought that was really cool. Um, the second thing that was kind of funny when we started talking a little bit towards the end was that he said he, when I was at Long Beach State, he didn't know it was me, but he says, um, now nah, I was on the field for the national anthem like in 2006, <laughs> 2007 at shortstop with somebody. And I was like, ah, oh, somebody, uh, somebody was me. I was the only shortstop there. And for him to say, oh, well, we got to sign ball and stuff. I thought that was kind of cool. I like it just things kind of came full circle. That's some kind of reconnect, like reconnect. Like what were the chances that that, that you know, he's 24 and, you know, that, that now he's talking about getting a, a signature at Blair Field and it was me. And now we're doing this whole podcast deal. What were the chances? I just thought that was kind of cool. Unreal. It's more than kind of cool. No, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a trip and it's an awesome story. Um, 
hopefully it wasn't like your off day or something and it was some <laughs> other dude that's short <laughs> but i don't know if there's uh, off days in college that's true <laughs> oh yeah true 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 but uh but yeah no i agree with you there i think that that was one of the it wasn't even anything to do with his job and like uh the brewery or anything but it was one of the cooler points i think that we uh, discovered through that but yeah no my takeaways uh i can't wait to get down there um i want to go check out the the tasting room and maybe get a little deeper dive into uh the process and little behind the scenes um experiment with with some of the recipes or something i don't know maybe something could happen uh and we could uh, create our own little little connect by scenes he mentioned but, uh, how funny he mentioned is that? like the beer cans or something yeah. right? that they were the, how they were seamed up yeah it's it yeah that's yeah. i guess what they're connected by a seam so he's kind of cool <laughs> when we added him he didn't know it was us he thought it was a a beer podcast which is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine like the three of our faces all uh on like a, a, a caricature on the yeah, yeah caricature Oh, that would be hilarious! It'd be if like anyone's simple. listening. I need, I need, I need to talk to him if he's listening to this. Yeah. Hey, you need to go back to that baseball moment when you met us at Blair. <laughs> get, you need to like make a porter and name it the dirt bag. Just a dark, oh. dirty oh, dirt bag. Solid. Oh, solid. Oh my gosh, that would be great. <laughs> Royalty is coming to your way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Can't wait to get down there and just check it out and. Uh, Danny thinks that, you know, he wasn't invited, but... Uh, I wasn't. I definitely clearly, was not invited. Clearly, I meant Seth's already He's like, down Seth, there, we should so get down we there. Are, we are going down there. <laughs> but, you know... Yeah, no. When, we'll when you go out. back I'll and listen... When you go back and listen, you can hear what you make. You can hear what you, It was Seth, comma, we need exactly. to go down there. It was Seth, <laughs> comma, we should go to the to the brewery like me and seth let's go let's go to the brewery it had nothing <laughs> to do with seth. me just me and seth nobody else though uh no we'll make it work i i know hayden would be more than happy to have us um i think that would be a, a great time um to check that out and nice little experience and shoot do a little taste test podcast or Maybe, something from yeah there. i was gonna say why don't we do cool. a little sequel oh, like kind of taste test you know grab a few and like a flight of beers and and test everything. That'd be cool as hell. We, Thirty-two, we test one from each tap. Thirty-two minutes one later might be a heck of a time. Who knows? That'd be the funnest <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> yeah. No, that would be awesome. That was really cool for Hayden to take the time and and kind of make that work. I know he was super pumped to get on. He had made a kind of a funny comment. He's like, "Dang, you guys get two pros on, and then me." And I said, hey, those, those guys didn't become a head brewer at 24 years old in a billion-dollar industry. So, uh, yeah, we're just a different professionals and you know, in a different world. Yeah, he's it's at the all... top. He's at the top of his world as far as being a brewmaster. Those guys are at the top of theirs. That's what it's kind of you know what we're we were kind of reaching for is so let's get stories of how everyone got to the top of their industry. Let's hear yep. your story. Let's hear your ups yep. and everything. And so it's cool to hear his. I like. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was the perfect transition, honestly. He had that, you know, the touch of sports still, and yep. he was able to take that mindset into the work uh, work field, and it was perfect little transition. So uh, stoked that we were able to have him on. Me too. Glad he came on. Absolutely. Um, Agreed. Well, sweet. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to episode three now of Connected by Scenes podcast. We hope in, you enjoyed our chat with Head Brewer at Dos Desperados, again, located in North County, San Diego, be sure to check them out. Find the Hazy Daisy can. That's their best-selling beer as well. Um, but again, Hayden, thank you again. And a reminder, everyone, check us out and follow us on Twitter at CBS Pods, Instagram at CBS underscore podcast. Also now on Apple Music, search for us on Connected by Seams. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud as well. And YouTube, find the full video and highlights and much more on YouTube as well at Connected by Seams. But that does it for he for us here at Connected by Seams for my partners Danny Espinoza and Garrett Smith. I'm Seth Smith saying so long. We'll catch you Thank on the guys. flip side. <laughs>